0: No, that's what I said. Oui, oui, c'est vrai, c'est de la blague. Après tout,
1: tout est bon. Il n'y a qu'à s'intéresser aux choses et les trouver Time has come. Catherine Bigelow!
2: This, and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days, may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life.
1: Spoil! I remember quite clearly it was 1946, I was four years old, my mother took me to see King Vidor's duel in the sun. All I know is that first, you've
2: got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. Babel, Alejandro González Iñárritu. Uh, I'm
1: a man. Well, nobody's perfect. Al film italiano Deserto Rosso di Michelangelo. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it. So you do the math. Three artists in the presentation of the Montmore. Adele, Leah, and Abdelaziz.
2: You all Abdel, of Here in live
3: Hello and welcome to episode forty-nine of the film podcast. Uh, this week it's an all-male turnout. Um, so before the hate tweets dash uh, <laughs> out across <laughs> cyberspace, <laughs> all the girls <laughs> are out of town. they do all doing the important things at festivals and, and whatnot. So and I'm Robin, the, I suppose, Master of Ceremonies. Not unlike Joel Grey Cabaret. Um, I have some of my supporting players today. Or uh, should I say co-leads or co-support? or Anyway, um, <laughs> we're, we're kind of ensemble, and we've got a newcomer, also from the UK, first time on the podcast, it's J.D. Grant, hello J.D. Hello. And we've got two regulars, Doug Jameson from Australia.
1: Hi everyone.
3: And John, Jonathan Holmes, not the, not the porn actor.
0: Jonathan Hall <laughs> uh, <laughs> from, from California. Oh no! You 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 got to like, you continue say mean, that you're not
2: that person. I get I get made when I was a kid. I was made fun of for you know my last name being being uh being the same name as Sherlock Holmes. I got used a lot for that, but never for my a full <laughs> almost a apart from my full name being resembled to. A porn actor who was the inspiration for another fictitious porn actor in Boogie Nights. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, I kind of don't know how to feel about <laughs> that. There's a little bit of pride and...
0: Uh, great. What I want to know is how you know that. Uh, uh,
2: um, how do I put... Uh, I watch a lot of, there's this guy on the internet called The <laughs> And he talks about John Holmes a lot, so that's how I pretty much figured out who that guy was.
3: basically a lot of a lot of B sets while his mother was out. <laughs> uh, so let's put it that way. <laughs> right guys, so we're gonna be um, talking today basically about the kind of misconception of who constitutes a supporting um, actor, actress and a lead as a lead actress. I'm so gonna compare the two look at the Oscars and sort of see, not necessarily where they've gone wrong, but where we feel maybe, you know. I think there's a lot of supporting winners and nominees that were leads, and I found a lot of them were kids, maybe because children are just automatically supporting characters, I don't know. But what what do you think constitutes a supporting actor? Not a character, you know, a supporting actor. What, what how, how do you guys see it?
2: Mm, that's a good one. Uh, I would characterize a supporting actor as uh, I, I would say someone who adds to a story who isn't the lead, he, he, he of course not not the lead lead but a character who is or an actor who is just as important as the as the other uh, players uh, surrounding him surrounding him or her.
1: Yeah, I, th- I I think in essence it's just the 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 narrative focus is not on that particular character. I think that's the easiest way to look at a supporting performance, a supporting character, is that they're not supposed to be the focal point of the film. Um, And I think the lines get blurred when it's a performance that captures maybe more attention and is a better performance that, you know, that can then Confuse people whether that that's the character that they're more vested in, they're more entertained by, or the one that they want to follow. But I think, in essence, it should be that you're you're supporting the lead character, you're supporting the lead performance.
0: I would kind of classify them like a supporting character uh, as or supporting actor as, as well. I guess to some extent is like as someone who aids the main character in some
2: way, like. In, in their conflict.
3: Um, the, film, the film I want to mention first is a film called Shine. Have you all seen it?
2: It's been years since I've seen it.
3: I'm guessing Doug probably is more familiar with it. <laughs> That's kind of not, I wouldn't say it's a film of two halves, I think Noah Taylor's in most of the film, and then you've got Jeffrey Bush, who's in the latter part of the film, which, and he won best actor for that. I mean, those type of films, I suppose, um, the actor, maybe it has less than, 40 minutes screen time. Would you say that's valid as a lead? Or does it depend on the story? How do you sit with that? those kind of you know where there's two main uh, characters? And to the unstoppable David Helfgott, the front of my script said that this story was inspired by the events of your life. You truly are an inspiration and to those people who say it's a circus then with your celebration of life you show me that the circus is a place of daring and risk-taking and working without a safety net and giving us your personal poetry. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I think that, that, that's, the, again, a, a case of the performance sort of capturing far more attention. I mean, you can't ignore Geoffrey Rush's performance. It was really quite something quite amazing, and I think that's the performance that everybody talks about. That's the one that you leave with fresh in your mind. That's the one that you want to award... An Oscar too and I think that sometimes that they just go with the lead category because it, it, it seems more fitting with something like that but when it, when they're not the, the the real focal point of the story that yeah it, it, that that's where the confusion comes in.
3: Do, do you have any kind of peeves anything that kind of you think sh- shouldn't have stood as a, a support or a lead?
2: There's a uh, true grit with uh, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, yeah. I I was just when I I always thought that, that would be that she was the lead actress in that movie. That was her film. It it was her story. six Sense as well. I suppose you could argue with him. Do, do they put the kids
3: in support by default? Do we think? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Easily.
0: Anna Paquin in The Piano. I think she was Oscar-nommed
3: for that. Yeah, that was that was support as well, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Oh. Yeah, she won. I mean, yeah. and it, and that's probably, there's a lot of examples where they probably didn't want her to compete with Holly Hunter. Um, but I think Anna Paquin is arguably the supporting player in that film. Yeah. You could argue. But something like, I've just written about her now, where Mary in To Kill a Mockingbird, she's she's arguably the lead in that film. Um, mm. Especially if you've read the book. Mm. Tatum O'Neill in Purple Moon is probably the, the strangest one because she's, She's in, that, she's in the entire film. She's the lead character. And she won human she support as well. So it, it's interesting to see if they'd have been put in lead, if they'd have won. Um, I don't know.
1: The girl from Wild Rider? Yeah. Oh, Keisha uh, Castle-Hughes. Castle yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Obviously, Patty McCormack in The Bad Seed. The, I don't know if you've seen that one. That's quite an old film. She was support as well, and she was the lead in that. But again, it's the kids, isn't it? I suppose... Uh, especially with an ensemble thing, which we're going to come on to, I think the the struggle with ensemble films, like Moonlight, Foxcatcher recently, you know, they've put, there's been no leads, but w- would you, like, look at Foxcatcher, who would you say was a lead in that, you know? <laughs> that, yeah, that's uh, really hard, that one is.
2: <laughs> I want to say Channing Tatum, but...
1: Mm.
3: It probably is, it probably is him. I mean, I think yeah. Steve Carell has added giving his support, but he got, he got the lead again. So, I mean, I think down to the studios do we think studios are playing a big part now
0: I I think so yeah because I like I I was looking up for this as well like I think some studios do it intentionally like uh, for Alicia Vikander in The Danish Girl she Mm. she was put in Best Supporting Actress intentionally by that studio Because even though she had done enough screen time to qualify for a lead actress, she was going up against uh, Brie Larson, so they put her in the best supporting actress, so she would be guaranteed a win.
3: And Tom, where are you? My director, thank you so much for your support and belief in me, and... Eddie, there you are. Thank you for being the best acting partner. I couldn't have done it without you. You raced my game. Yeah, same with Rooney Marla, same year.
1: That's why I wish that um, Viola Davis had gone lead for Fences because she obviously would have gone up against Emma Stone for La La Land and it would have made a much more exciting race. I I would be really curious, had had Viola gone lead, whether she. I, I, I actually feel that she still probably could have won. Yeah,
3: I think she would have won, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not really a supporting performer. I mean, as as much as she's the supporting, Denzel Character-y. and the character, the character supporting the husband. I think it was. It was more than enough to be a lead performance, and yeah. potentially a, an Oscar-winning lead performance as well.
3: She's in pretty yeah. much every shot as well. So, if she's in the background yeah. or not, she's. And, you know, what about her performance in The Help? Would you say that was lead, or would you say that was a a bunch of ...sort of supporting roles.
0: I, I would call that an ensemble. Yeah. Mm. Because, What's like, each character and each person in that... ...has their own story and own conflict. So there, there isn't, like, one focus in the narrative.
3: I mean, a really good example is Fargo. You could argue Francis McDormand's character is, is a support. You could if you wanted to have things thrown at you. Um, <laughs> William A. Space is probably the lead. Yeah. Francis McDormand doesn't even show up for, I think it's about half an hour. I know that mm. doesn't define it, but what do we think about that film? Steve Buscemi, probably, he could be the main character. It's another same year. Um, English Patient, Juliet Binoche won for arguably a lead performance, and Stock*. Kristen, uh, Kristen Scott Thomas was nominated for
1: a uh, lead, but she was pretty much a supporting. Well, my, my biggest one that I kind of keep noticing is um, Meryl Streep. I would argue that, you know, in something like The Devil Wears Prada, she is the supporting character. I, I think it's supposed to be Anne Hathaway's movie, it's supposed to be her character's story, and yet Meryl was nominated for lead actress, and... She's uh, she has obviously has a huge presence in that film, and it's the one thing you walk out remembering more than Anne Hathaway's performance. But I I wouldn't particularly call that a lead character, and it's the same again with Merrill with August Osage County, which is supposed to be Julia Roberts's film and her character's film, and yet Merrill was nominated for lead, and Julia Roberts was nominated for supporting. Um, and I and, and I get with Meryl that yes, she does tend to take over a film; she can't help it, and that that's just the kind of actress that she is. But then it's odd something like earlier in her career that she was nominated for supporting actress for Kramer versus Kramer, and yet I would argue that that could potentially have been a lead performance as well. It's a co a co lead. I know she does disappear for a large chunk of the film, but. I feel that she's as, as much a lead in that as Dustin Hoffman was. So for for Merrill it's like they can't seem to decide. Certainly in recent years, it's just been automatically assumed that she's a lead actress for pretty much anything that she's in. Uh,
2: Gangs of New York is probably one. Daniel DeLewis Lewis is great as Bill the Butcher, but it's still, but it's really about uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character. It's mm. his journey, his story, and yet. Uh, at the end, Daniel Hughes gets nominated for best actor, and I think it's probably the same kind of the same thing with Meryl Streep. He kind of takes over. The, there, mm. there are parts where he does clearly take over that film, but I've I feel I feel like he's more of a support, more of a supporting player.
3: You can understand that one in a way that I suppose because the film's kind of about him. You know, DiCaprio's character is a bit more passive, and you imagine if he'd have gone support. Imagine what the Oscar Twitter would have been like, you know, if <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis would have been like, well, you've what have you done? Same with Meryl Streep, apart from, you know, the <laughs> musical she did where the ensemble thing, if it wasn't an ensemble, she would have been in lead, probably. Mm, um, yeah. Imagine the outpour, you know, and I think a lot of this is about the publicity and about almost doing the right thing by, well, I don't want Rooney Barra to compete with Kate Blanchett you know, the same film, Mm. It should have been the other way around, arguably, and Rooney Mara, in my opinion, was better than you know. Dare I say that as well? That's should I say that out loud?
1: <laughs> mm, don't say that to don't, don't say that to an Australian.
3: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say that. We talk about edit that out. <laughs> um, how do I rewind?
0: You've
1: you, um, you got fifty thousand Austra- Australians like now,
0: <laughs> like angrily tweeting at you.
3: <laughs> no, I, I haven't even started on the hours yet. I mean, we're going to get into some real serious. Uh, mm.
1: t- 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 so no, that that t- one's fair. That's fair.
3: So do you think, so let's talk about The Hours, uh, Doug, of the Australian, Nicole Kidman.
1: Mm. She's a supporting, no, she's absolutely supporting in that film. I know The Hours, the entire sort of narrative revolves around uh, Virginia Woolf, but no. I, I, I know people. people point at that and say, you just look at her collective screen time. But I think it's even more than that in that that, that she's a supporting player in that entire narrative. And as, as happy as all of Australia was that she won an Oscar for Best Actress, um, I would have been just as happy to see her win for Supporting Actress because I think that would have made far more sense.
3: And I am just absolutely thrilled to be standing up here t- tonight. I do have to say... Um, it was why do you come to the Academy Awards when the world is in such turmoil? Because art is important. Um. <laughs> but like then, what about Julianne Moore? And um, mm-hmm. why was Mel Street not nominated? Which we don't mm-hmm. we don't say often.
2: <laughs> so
3: yeah, I think it's tricky because then what do you do? Do you put them all in support and then only one will get nominated? Well, that's to me. That's just that's tough, tough titty. You know, if one doesn't get nominated, we're not here for the one film. We're here for all the films. And Julianne Moore probably was. I'm not going to say she's better than Nicole Kidman. Not not <laughs> while Doug's still online.
1: <laughs> I think the problem is you end up putting them all in that category. If they all get nominated, nobody wins because there's a high chance that they split the vote and they all go home empty-handed. So they kind of hedge their bets and push one forward in the Oscar campaigning, knowing, particularly, I suppose, with Nicole, there was that sense of she was a little bit overdue and it, it had that kind of narrative behind it, whereas Julianne Moore wouldn't get to that narrative until later. Meryl had obviously won before, so let's put all our focus on Nicole because she, you know, quote-unquote, deserves this.
3: I don't know if you've seen Hood, Patricia Neal, won best actress for Hood, the Paul Newman film. Pretty much a supporting role, I think. Uh, Louise Fletcher, floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Fade mm. Away. Network. Th- these are all winners. These are all Best Actress winners. The biggest one, I think, is Kate Winslet. For the reader, which is uh, an anom- anomaly, if I can say it. She was in Revolutionary Road, and she was brilliant in that, and she was mm. great in the reader as a supporting, definite supporting player. Uh, she was... Won both globes, which is don't think has ever happened. She won bleed and support for the respective films. So got almost like beat herself, because I think Revolutionary Road <laughs> was doing quite well that year. Mm. It was doing very well, in fact. And it just kind of died off at the end, and that didn't really help it.
1: I mean, she's great, and it's great that she won. I mean, she also had that overdue narrative as well, that you know she had been nominated so many times before, and obviously she had the person behind her that we don't mention anymore campaigning for her that, that crafted this whole kind of push her towards lead thing and and that obviously helped and it was a great moment to see her finally win, but yeah, it was clearly for the wrong category and the wrong film.
3: I know one of you wants to mention why Albertino didn't turn up for the Oscars in nineteen
1: seventy two.
2: Was he protesting something?
3: It was, yes.
2: Was it was he protesting with Brandale?
3: Well, you could, well, who
2: wasn't? <laughs> I mean,
3: um, <laughs> um, could we say that Brando was support and Alpacino was lead? Is, is there any way that's valid? Ah, uh,
2: uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. Again, I it, it mean, it, this it, again, the, the Godfather. If you look at the entire storyline, it's Michael Corleone's journey from this mm. idealistic war hero to a guy who regrettantly takes over his father's criminal enterprise to this monster who whacks his own brother. Although I would say Brando just really does... Again, take does
1: really feel like he kind of limbs so large over everyone else in the, in that movie. Again, I think that's a case that they put all those... They put James Khan Robert Duvall, and Al Pacino all in supporting, and they split the vote and they all lost. Whereas I think had you put... Brando in supporting, he clearly would have won, and maybe have given Al Pacino a better chance to win in Best Actor. I think when Pacino is put in that supporting character with two of his co-stars, it confuses people. They don't know where to vote, where to go, and then you know, Joel Grey ends up winning for Cabaret, which is a, a great performance and certainly deserved to win. But you know, when when you're giving people three people from the same film, they, you know, they, they, you're ruining the chances for pretty much all of them.
3: Uh, have you seen Training Day? I think that's another good one. Yeah. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah.
3: It's really, yeah. really strange that Ethan Hawke yeah. is in every single scene, pretty much. And he's but it's Washington
2: sport. who pretty much kind of looms larger for the whole film. So That one I understand, That one I can easily kind of buy, even though, it, 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 again, it, it's really about Ethan Hawke's character.
3: Uh, I, I don't buy it, you see, because I think the screen time alone he, he, he gets nominated in lead or he doesn't get nominated at all. And I know it was no competition for Denzel Washington, who was also extremely, you know, overdue at the time. So mm. he, he would have been the lead. And I think he was a surprise, either Hawke, anyway, he was a surprise nominee to, to get the support, anyway. Not that he wasn't good. I just think people didn't really recognise him as a, an Oscar-worthy uh, performer. But...
1: I was just going to say, generally, they... The, the, the more villain-type characters, they tend to put in supporting kind of automatically. So, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's often pleasing to see a villain be put in the lead categories. It's, I guess it's similar with Anthony Hopkins with Silence of the Lambs, that they just generally consider that to be supporting the good guy, whereas sometimes it is about the bad guy, and sometimes they should be in lead.
2: First of all, I just before
3: I say that, I want to say hello to my mother. She's in Wales watching this on television. Uh, with Eve and Jean and Jill and Tony. My father died 11 years ago tonight, so maybe he had something to do with this as well, I don't know. But I want to say thank you to the Academy for your tremendous generosity. Now, I was going to say the same happened kind of with collateral Jamie Foxx, and just Mm. to stop that that was collateral, people behind that because they didn't want him to compete with himself. You know, <laughs> it was yeah, Rick, right. which is just ridiculous. I believe he was nominated for something TV work as well. I mean, he had a really, he, he had a blinder of a year.
0: I, well, I was going to say, it's a bit like Heath Ledger with The Dark Knight, because he, the, the Joker in that film, if you, if you think about it, he's not in it that much. He, like, the Joker scenes aren't that much in there, but they're so iconic and, like, everyone remembers, that performance from Matt Phil, and he's the one who won that year.
3: I suppose it's comparable to, well, in *Glorious Bastards I was going to say when. Yeah, Christoph i was about Waltz, to say Christoph Waltz. Man. Which was you could yeah. argue that was a lead because of the opening scene, but again, that I would well, say he... is fine for me because it's so many characters in it. But... but
1: I thought his his second win for *Django Unchained*. I felt that was a co-lead. Like I know the movie is co- is called *Django* and it's about *Django*, but. I I I couldn't imagine that that was really a supporting when the I think Django if you did the screen time is in less than Christoph Waltz is I think he's actually in more of that film it certainly follows him a lot closer and yet he was put in supporting and won his second one in 3 years or whatever it was
3: Yeah well, that's I think yeah I think cuz he got a bit of momentum didn't he I, I'm pretty yeah. sure the campaigned him for lead but and the, yeah. the famous, famous Leonardo DiCaprio missed out. Another film I wanted to mention was Pulp Fiction, which is oh. John Travolta lead. I'm not going to argue it. It was, it was very good. Samuel L. Jackson's support. And we're talking about overbearing presence. You know <laughs> that that could have been a lead, just not by screen time. By that, that's the you remember. But Samuel Jackson scene steals pretty much everything he's in. You know. And the the final monologue as well.
1: Mm. I think it's a it's a duo act. It's a, it's a real co-lead between Jackson and Travolta. So mm. one doesn't really work without the other. They have so many scenes together where they are obviously bouncing off each other.
3: So any other examples? Anything else? I'm interested more in the things that anger you than...
1: Yeah, I have one recently with um, Dev Patel in Lion. You know, you look at the poster and the poster was just his face and yet he was in supporting. And I know that there was kind of that argument that he didn't come into the film until a little bit later because obviously the film starts with his younger self back in India getting lost and all that. But, I mean, he from once the child disappears, Dev Patel completely takes over that film. And when you're really using his name and his face in the advertising of the film... To me, that automatically screams. Well, this is his film. He's the lead performer here, and for whatever reason, that was put in supporting. Which I think that was another Weinstein decision.
3: I think so. Yeah, and I think yeah, uh, I think he almost won as well. I mean, I know he took the BAFTA. Yeah, that, yeah, he that, won the
1: BAFTA, Yeah, that mm. film
3: gathered so much steam at the end, and just a little bit too late. Mm. But the support mm. thing, because it's such a meaty role, it, it pos- he was. I think he was very close to winning.
1: Why did we think of it? About- George Clooney and Siriana. Cause I, I that that one tears me because obviously I just I was just googled Siriana and his his is Again, he he's on the poster. His name is listed first, and yet he he not only is nominated in supporting actor, but he wins.
2: Yeah, yeah. but but that sorry, I didn't mean the kind of but yeah, but again, that's more that that's more of an ensemble piece. Even though there are big mm-hmm. stars, it I mean yeah. George isn't the focus or Matt Damon or anyone else. It's mm-hmm. more. Uh, it's more about these players who are, con- who are connected or not connected.
3: All right, so I'm not winning director. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny thing about winning an Academy Award. This will always be sort of synonymous with your name from here on in. It'll be you know, Oscar winner George Clooney, you know, Sexiest Man Alive, 1997. <laughs> Batman died today in a freak accident of a... Well, he's right, though. He's, you do think of that. Who else is in that? You're like, oh, uh, what, just, just George Clooney, isn't it? You know, you don't <laughs> think of it as a... And you look at the poster, and it is like... It is almost like an identical poster to, to Lion, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, Both mm, sort of looking mm-hmm. up. You know, the beards are prominent. You know, it's classic Oscar <laughs> stuff. Similar to Traffic, in a way. You know, traditional attire was probably a lead, but... It's easy to just succumb to the support ensemble, I think. That. But that's that's
0: kind of like difficult, though, isn't it? Because there's three. I know. I know it's an ensemble piece, but there's three different stories, isn't there? So there's like focuses on different characters. Yeah, so you know, I think like anytime that,
1: you anytime you get that, yeah, that narrative that interweaves into different storylines and things that that's where it's hard to kind of focus on. Who's leading this picture when it's constantly kind of chopping and changing? And traffic's certainly the same that it keeps jumping around from location to location and storyline to storyline. So, w- which one is really leading the way when there's kind of equal parts to each story?
3: Yeah, I think it almost becomes with a film like that that lead the lead category becomes null and void. And you're supporting one of you mentioned it. Mm. You're not just supporting your, your lead actor; you're supporting the narrative.
1: Just well, the one, the the biggest case of voter confusion about which category was um, back in 1944 with Going My Way. Barry Fitzgerald was nominated for both lead actor and best supporting actor.
3: Yeah,
1: and true. it's it's the only time in history, obviously, that happened because as soon as it did, the Academy changed the rules that one actor can only be nominated for one performance in one category because that doesn't make any sense. But it shows that. I think that that was the turning point that they had to get that kind of campaign in line before the, before voting started to really push voters a certain way, and it shows that without that, sometimes that they they don't know what to do, and and they need those sort of campaigners, those marketers, those publicists behind it saying no, no, this we're pushing this towards this category this time, and but it, 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 I've always found it hilarious that someone is nominated in both categories. That's just that's just unbelievable. There's such a consensus now that there's there's no confusion anymore because you're getting these trade ads and advertising and everything, pushing them in certain categories and all the precursor awards, putting those them in, in, in individual categories that the voters know when it comes time to vote which one they're going for because they've basically sort of been pre-programmed in which way to vote.
3: Doug, have you seen the first work?
1: I haven't yet. No, no, no. Look, I'm dying. Yeah, I'm I, dying to. I
3: don't think anybody's have seen it. Some captain really comment on it, but I think this no. is, this is the film that's gonna. It was Olivia Coleman was gonna go lead, but you know I can see that working. And if they, if they get it in order, you can see all three of them
1: getting nominated. The best actress category already seems very overcrowded as it is. So, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, Olivia Colman may have a better chance not only to be nominated in supporting actress but a better chance to win. From what I've heard from several people is that it really is Emma Stone's story and the fo- and she's the focal point of the narrative so but again it's Olivia Colman that you apparently walk out remembering the most because she has the most meaty performance and the most interesting character. Yeah, I
3: mean if it doesn't if the actress doesn't come up I, I think the film It's kind of, sort of under the radar a little bit, but I think it's gonna be up there. I don't think it's gonna affect his best picture chances. I apologize for my appearance.
0: I hoped I might be employed here by you as something. A monster for the children to play with, perhaps.
1: It is important to make new friends in court, is it not?
2: You're so beautiful. Stop it, you mock me. If I were a man, I would
0: ravish you. You have become close to Abigail. She is a viper. You're jealous. You must send Abigail away. I do not want to. Let's shoot something. <gasps>